Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred word of the Bible, and each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. It is Monday. It is Monday. Yes, it is. Uh, November the 7th, 2022. And the reason I love this Monday is because it's Monday after we just beat Alabama. <laughs> Go Tigers. Yep. Thursday's podcast, last podcast, I said that. I said, man, I've watched them both. I think LSU could beat them. I'm not saying they will, but I really do think they could beat them this year. I didn't feel that way. I have not felt that way since uh, 2019 with Joe Burrow, where I really felt like we were the better team. And, of course, we smoked them. But this year was the first year since then that I really felt like from watching both of them that LSU could could, could hang with them talent-wise. If they executed, they could win. And uh, they did. They did. It's awesome. And, uh, yeah, yeah, the Gators beat <clears throat> the Gators beat A&M, which was great. Anytime Jimbo Fisher loses, I'm happy about it. <laughs> Another person, I hope he knows Jesus. But I do like to see his team lose. The Bucks won yesterday, right at the end. Tom Brady. Man, they still don't look good, though. I mean, let's be honest. They just, the Bucks do not look good. I mean, yeah, they won the game. I mean, that's a great, bottom line, that's what matters. But, man, just cannot move the ball. Like, just can't. I know this isn't sports radio, so, you know, I won't, I won't belabor that. Uh, but, yeah. Um, so I don't know, man, long term. I mean, the Bucks, yeah, they got a long way to go before they really are a, uh, a contender. I mean, they, Bucks may win some games here and there and, and may end up with a, you know, around average season, but I don't see them making much of a playoff run. Not unless they can figure out that offense. It's, uh, it's pretty weak. So. Um, but, hey, enjoy the victory, right? They won, so enjoy that this week. You know, maybe they'll start getting some things together. There's time. All right. But today, we're, uh, we're you know, we do. We're here to read the Word, see what the Lord has to say to us. And um hope you had a good day at worship yesterday, you know, back at church. Good to see um, people making uh, physical in-person attendance a, uh, a priority again. Um, it's easy to slip into the online thing, man. I mean, I'm glad we have it. I'm glad it's an option. I, I use it myself, right? And, you know, if you're not feeling well or you got other things going, I get it. It's, it's great. But there's nothing that replaces being in the presence of God with the people of God, man. Yeah. So it's good to see people coming coming back, you know, here and seeing them in the building, in the in the space together, worshiping Jesus. So, So today we are on Psalm 39. Psalm 39. Also, time change, right? So you notice there's actually sunlight. There's actually some daylight behind me. Before, it's been in the dark. We've been in the dark doing this. But now, you know, since we fell back an hour, we get a little bit of sunlight, at least for a little while in the morning. 
which is kind of nice. I'm not going to lie. Not that I love changing the time back and forth. Not crazy about that. But I am glad that in the morning I have a little bit of sun, a little bit of daylight. Uh, so that's always nice. All right, Psalm 39. Then if we have time, we'll jump over to C.S. Lewis on Turn the Other Cheek and uh, his take on that. Um, you know what we do. We read. We pray. We change the world. Psalm 39, let's see what the Lord has to say through his word. I said, I will watch my ways and keep my tongue from sin. Man, how many times we said that? I'm not going to say a thing. Uh, but you can't hold your tongue. I'm not going to say a thing. I'm just going to sit there. I'm not going to say a thing. But then um, you end up saying a thing or two. <laughs> just be like, mm, okay, I can't stand it anymore. I got to say something. Yeah. We've all been there. Like, I'm just going to sit and listen. And then like 10 minutes in, you're like, okay, I can't take more of this, any more of this nonsense. <laughs> you guys just... Y'all just, y'all just spouting out, spitting out lies. I got, I got to say something. Yeah. But the psalmist is like, I will watch, I said, I will watch my way to keep my tongue from sin. I will put a muzzle on my mouth while in the presence of the wicked. Hmm. That's not, that's a good thing to do. I mean, some of us today, you know, that's what we need to do. We should put, put a muzzle on that snout. Uh, you didn't know that was in the Bible. Muzzle your snout. <clears throat> yeah, sometimes that's the best thing we can do, man. Just muzzle it. Just muzzle it. Hold on. Just muzzle it. Let it. That's what he was going to. That's what the psalmist was going to do. He said, I'm going to. I uh, said I was going to muzzle my mouth in the presence of the wicked. And sometimes that's all you can do in the presence of the wicked because don't, it, don't, it doesn't help to say something. Right? Doesn't help to jump into that craziness. You know, people at work griping, backbiting, fussing, bemoaning everything. Man, just just muzzle it. Don't even participate. There's no there's no uh there's no productivity in that. I mean, people even do it about church, right? People are talking about I don't like this and I don't like that. It's like, man, just let it go. Like Elsa, let it go, let it go. <laughs> uh, um, what else? Verse 2. So I remained utterly silent, <clears throat> not even saying anything good. If you can't say something good, don't say nothing at all. Brother said, I can't even say anything good. I'm just going to be quiet. <clears throat> he said, I remained silent, not even to say anything good. But my anguish increased, but it was eating me up inside, y'all. How many of you live, haven't you done that? You've been at, you know, been in a toxic work environment, uh, toxic situation, maybe with a club or a group you were in, and you're like, oh, I didn't say anything, but man, it is eating me up inside. Or maybe a family member situation. You're like, man, you know, you want to say something, but you just don't. But it's inside. It's just eating you up. That's what he's doing. He said, my heart grew hot within me. You know how it is when you, when you, you don't, you're not saying anything, but you want to say something. It just kind of wells up. It gets hot like a coal. 
like a hot coal inside. You're like, man, mm, it give you. It will give you give you heart heartburn, make your stomach hurt when you know you want to say something but you don't. Man, your stomach start hurting. Sometimes. <laughs> oh, there's something I want to say right there, but I did not. I held it back. I held it back. I held back what it what happens there, but um. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but anyway, <laughs> you know, when you hold it back, you hold it in, your stomach gets hot, your stomach start hurting, <laughs> and then you know what happens, you know what happens. <laughs> um, my heart grew hot within me when I, when I, while I meditated, the fire, <laughs> the fire burned, then I spoke with my tongue. He's like, he couldn't hold it back anymore. Like the fire was burning. <laughs> it was burning all up inside of him. <laughs> he had to say something. While he meditated, he's being quiet before Jesus and the Lord, and he just is burning in him, <laughs> burning up in him, in his innards. <laughs> and he had to say something. And so, but he spoke to the Lord. He didn't spoke to he didn't speak to the crazy people. He spoke to the Lord. And that's the bad, that's the wise thing to do, right? Like you got you got issues going on with people. Uh some things that are giving you trouble, heartache, and take it before the Lord in meditation, in prayer, which is what we're doing this morning. You might be one by yourself too, praying by yourself. You take it to the Lord. So he spoke to the Lord about it. Verse four show me, Lord, my, my life's end and the number of my days. Let me know how fleeting life is. And let me Lord, put, put my life in perspective. Help me to realize how much uh, uh, the number of my days. Let me know how fleeting life is. I mean, life is fleeting, man. You know, you think, uh, you know, none of us know how many days we have left. It could be, could be a day, could be 10 years, could be 20 years. For some, it may be 40 years. Uh, but regardless, it's, it's fleeting. Right, I mean to think, to think you only have ten years left, or twenty-five years, or thirty years, forty. Yes, that's not a lot of time, man. It's not a lot of time, and so life is fleeting. So help me to prioritize my life. Help me to prioritize the things that matter. That's a, that's a great deception of the enemy, man. Is he makes you think life is you're going to have this life forever. Uh, he he helps us to he, he the enemy wants us to forget and to think uh, of this life in terms of permanence. And it's not. Um, so the psalm writer is like, look, I, you know, this stuff is eating me up. This temporal, uh, momentary stuff is tearing me up on the inside, giving me the tutors. <laughs> y'all weren't ready. Y'all weren't, <laughs> oh, weren't ready for that. But anyway, it's tearing my tummy up. <laughs> it's tearing my little tummy up. And... I, you know, help, but <laughs> I'm sorry. I was trying to be serious, and then that happened. Um, but <laughs> um, I'm all tore up about this temporal stuff. But God, help me put my life in perspective. The grander, the grander picture of life. The grander, uh, what really matters. Uh, life is short, man. You have verse five. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, we're all thinking the same thing. I just said it. I just said it out loud in the microphone. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> uh, verse five. You made my you you have made my days. You gotta need a little chuckle on a Monday morning, don't you? I mean, you gotta break the ice on a Monday morning with a little chuckle, and nothing like a tutor. Lost middle school humor to get us all chuckling. All right. You have made my days a days a mere handbreadth. Wow. The span of my years is as nothing before you. It goes quick, man. A mere handbreadth. I don't even know what that is. It just isn't long. I know that. A handbreadth. I, I'm probably like a mist, right? Just a vapor, a hand breath. <laughs> I see those laughing emojis popping up on there. You made my days a mere poof. <laughs> see? A hand breath. Toot. Um, everyone is out, everyone is but a breath, even those who seem secure. It's true, man. It's true. Life is fragile, man. Life is fragile. Everyone is but a breath, even those who seem secure. Even, even those people who, it looks like they're going to live forever. They're young. They got them 20-something-year-old bodies, 30-year-old bodies, all in shape, feeling good, strong, doing marathons, running. They're going to break down, too. They're going to break down, too. Those of us that are, you know, beyond them in years, we're like, just come on this way. Come on this way. Enjoy yourself while you're doing it, but just come on this way. Everybody headed the same way. <laughs> Everybody headed the same way, and life is a vapor, man. Enjoy it. Enjoy it, but everybody headed the same way. This, this yeah, this assembly, this, uh, uh, this uh, conveyor belt only goes one way. Mm -hmm. Everyone is but a breath, even those who seem secure. Verse 6, but the enemy try to blind the world to that, right? That's why the enemy uh, has us um, idealize youth and strength and beauty. Surely everyone goes around like a mere phantom. In vain, they rush about heaping up wealth without knowledge, without knowing whose it will finally be. Wow. They run around trying to build net wealth, but guess what? How much, how much of your money are you leaving behind? All of it. <laughs> how much of your money are you leaving behind? 100%. How much are you taking with you? None. So the psalm writer is saying, look, when you run around, you're trying to build wealth, trying to build all this money, trying to build this, all that other stuff. He's like, you know what? And you don't even know who's going to end up getting it. Because you ain't keeping it. You ain't keeping it forever. verse 7. But now, Lord, what do I look for? My hope is in you. Here's his perspective, man. Here it is, perspective. Verse 7, he gets perspective. My hope, Lord, is in you. It's not the accumulation of wealth that's temporal. Nothing wrong with making a good living, make, passing something on to your, your kids and your grandkids. No. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Hear that, mom and dad? Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing, ain't nothing wrong with pass, some passing on to your kids. No, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. 
but don't chase after that stuff, man. Our hope is in the Lord. Verse 8, save me from all my transgressions and do not make me the scorn of fools. Hmm. Yeah, just help me live this life with integrity and honesty and uprightness. I just don't want to be the scorn of fools. Don't, don't help me to help me not to embarrass myself to be the scorn of the wicked. I was silent. I would not open my mouth, for you are the one who has done this. You're in control, Lord. People get what they get, right? Some people prosper, some don't. Some have more, some have less. God, ultimately, you're in control. It's, it's, you, run this, you run this game. We don't. I was silent. For you've done what you you're the one who's done this. You you've allowed what you've allowed, and you have greater purposes than we understand. Verse 10. Remove your scourge from me. I am overcome by the blow of your hand. Hmm. When you rebuke and discipline anyone for their sin, you consume their wealth like a moth. Wow. He's saying that uh, one of the ways the Lord disciplines us is his, he, he, see, he sees that the, sometimes the Lord's discipline comes through financial hardship. He ain't wrong. He ain't wrong. Sometimes financial hardship will get you looking to Jesus quicker than anything. You lose your job. You take a pay cut. The, the business downsizes or the business threatens to downsize or the, the, uh, the particular industry that you're in takes a downturn and you go from feasting to famine. Guess what? You're going to start talking to Jesus about it. One of the ways he rebukes and disciplines us is put a little financial pressure on them. Get them looking up. When everything, when the money's coming in and everything's going great, we get intoxicated by that stuff and we start forgetting. We can we can start forgetting about what's eternal. And so he says, when you rebuke and discipline anyone for their sin, you consume their wealth like a moth. Surely everyone is but a breath. Verse 12, hear my prayer, Lord. Listen to my cry for help. Do not be deaf to my weeping. Hmm. Maybe you got something hard on your heart today. Nothing that we're even talked about so far, but it's got something heavy on your heart. Maybe you've even been weeping about it. Listen to what the Lord says. He hears your cry, just like the psalm writer. Uh, Lord, hear my weeping. Listen to my cry for help. Yeah, he hears you. I dwell with you as, as a foreigner, as a stranger, as all my ancestors were. Look away from me that I may enjoy life again. Depart uh, before I depart and am no more. He's asking for forgiveness, right? Forgiveness. Look away from me that I may enjoy life. You're, look away. Uh, look. Turn your, your anger away from me. Look, look a, a, on me again with, with, uh, with love and forgiveness and grace so that I can enjoy life. As long as I'm feeling guilty, as long as I'm feeling uh, sinful, um, I, it, it squelches my life out. So, Lord, turn away. Turn that away from me and, uh, and restore the joy of my salvation. Yeah, I want to enjoy life. I want to enjoy uh, my salvation, my walk with you all the days of my life. That's what he's saying. Yeah. It's awesome. That's good stuff, man. Perspective, Open our, opening our perspective to see what what's eternal, what matters, what will last. 
we can get so caught up in the uh, rat race of life that we forget um, what's eternal, you know, that life is a vapor, you know, you know, we don't, we don't know how many days. And so, you know, we have to savor each moment and thank the Lord for it, but also don't not hold on to this life too tightly because this life is not all there is. There's one to come that's eternal, that's everlasting. And so, you know, we, uh, we, those of us who have trusted and put our faith in Jesus for salvation, um, we, our eternal life has already begun. We're going we're gonna to do the next 20 or 30 or 10 here, but the rest of the eternal life is going to happen over there. <laughs> this is just the, the tip of the rope. You think about a rope that's like 100 feet long, our, and that, that represents our life. That 100-foot rope is our life. What we live, the part of it that we live here on this earth is just a little tip. You know the tip that they that they kind of bind together so the rope doesn't fray? You know that little, the little part of the rope that's just kind of uh, glued together? That's the part that we live here. The rest of it, the rest of that rope, is what's going to be spent in eternity. And what we know is there's no end to that rope. It just keeps going. But we get so hung up on the little, t the little, the little first part, the little, the little glued end of the rope. And uh, what the psalm writer is reminding us is that that's just this isn't it, man. This is just a small part of your life in Christ. It's a small part of your life with God. It's not eternal. This part is temporary. Yeah. So, uh, so live with the rest of the rope in mind. The things, the way you live your life, the investments you make, uh, the things that keep you up at night, the things you worry about. Don't let the little tip of the rope um, steal your joy. There's a whole lot more coming. All right, let's read some C.S. Lewis. We're actually going to get to C.S. Lewis today. Uh, turn the other cheek. Here's C.S. Lewis. This is from The Weight of Glory. Welcome, everybody. So glad you guys are on on this Monday morning. Welcome, welcome, welcome. There are three ways of taking the command to turn the other cheek. All right. You know Jesus' uh, command. If someone strikes you on the cheek, cheek uh, on, turn the other also. If someone strikes you on the left, turn to the, you on the other side too. So uh, C.S. Lewis is saying, here's, there's, a couple, there's three ways to, uh, to take this command by Jesus. Number one, one is the pacifist interpretation. It means what, it means what it says and imposes a duty of non-resistance excuse me, non-resistance on all men in all circumstances. So somebody, you know, abuses you, hits you, you just, you let them, just, you, you don't resist. Another is the minimizing interpretation. It does, it does not mean what it says, but is merely an orientally hyperbolic way of saying that you should put up with a lot and be, uh, Placeable. So the second middle ground is like it's, it's Jesus speaking in hyperbole. When he says, if someone strikes you on the cheek, turn the other, he's not saying you have to literally do that. Just like when Jesus says, um, you know, you have to hate your mom and dad. You know, uh, anyone who would love me must hate their mother and father and brother and sister. Jesus isn't saying literally you have to hate them, but it's a hyperbole, it's, a, it's an exaggeration to make a point. What's he saying in that context? He's saying you've got to put God first. There should be no competition. God should be first by far over anyone else. 
He did not literally saying hate someone else, but it's hyper hyperbolic. And so here, when Jesus says, turn the other cheek, some would say it's hyperbolic. He doesn't literally mean turn the other cheek. He's just saying uh, in a hyperbolic way, you should you should put up with stuff. You shouldn't be um, angry, you know, like quick to retaliate. You should put up with and be agreeable. Both you and I agree in rejecting this view. So C.S. Lewis is not agreeable with that hyperbolic view. The conflict is therefore between the pacifist interpretation and a third one, which I am now going to propound. I think the text means exactly what it says, but with an understood reservation in favor of those obviously exceptional cases which every hero would naturally assume to be exceptions without being told. So he's saying just common sense will tell you that there's, there are obviously some exceptions. Just like a any proverb, um, you know, a proverb is the way things generally work. But there are obvious exceptions, right, Even with any kind of uh, wisdom teaching. Um, so he says, uh, da, 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 where is it? <clears throat> that is, insofar as the other relevant factors in the case are an injury to me by my neighbor and a desire on my part to retaliate, then I hold that Christianity commands to to commands the absolute mortification of that desire. Okay, so he says when there's a when there's factors in the case are an injury to me by my neighbor and a desire on my part to retaliate, then I'm told to. Um, not to retaliate. No quarter whatever is given to the voice within us which says, he's done it to me, so I'll do the same to him. Hmm. So he's saying that clearly the word of God is teaching us that's not how Christians operate. You did it to me, I'm an eye for an eye, right? No, that's that's the Old Testament. That's not, uh, that's not the way Jesus uh, taught. And so... Um, says, yes, there are exceptions, um, but we get it that what it means for us on the day-to-day -day is that if someone um, you know, comes at us, we don't, as a Christian, uh, just find ways to come back at them, which parallels so beautifully with Psalm 39, right? That's what, this, that's what the psalm writer was saying. He's like, you know, I kept quiet in the eyes of the wicked, you know, in the, in the presence of the wicked. I didn't just come back at them. I didn't come back at them with the same wickedness. I didn't come back at them with the anger. I didn't come back same junk no so even in the old testament you see this uh even this this desire to live out even what jesus would emphasize in his ministry years later so a uh, great message for us today man let's go out let's go out today let's live the way jesus taught us we don't retaliate we don't try to find ways to get people back we um we forgive we move on and uh and we live upright and holy before the lord yeah well, welcome everybody. So glad you guys are on. You, uh, you guys are awesome. You make Monday mornings a whole lot more fun. So uh, let's pray. God, thank you so much for your holy word. Thank you for my friends today. Pray your blessing upon each and every one of them that they may be encouraged and strengthened, that they may have confidence that you love them, that you see them, that you know them. Lord, um, help us to, um, to honor you in the way that we live. Help us to not be those who retaliate like the world, but to obey you and what you taught us. Uh, to turn the other cheek, to forgive, and to um, to not try to find ways to uh, plot revenge or to get back or to um, 
as the songwriter said, Lord, hold in these things that burn us up so that we just can't wait to tell people what we think. Um, Lord, forgive us for that. Let us let it help us to let that go and to uh, to be uh, honorable servants and followers of yours. God, may you bless each and every person today, whatever they're facing, whatever my friends are going through today, this week, whatever lies before them, Lord, uh, may you provide the strength and the encouragement and the power um, to guide them through it victoriously. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. Well, God bless you today. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for liking this, subscribing, sharing this, uh, whether it's the Facebook feed or sharing the podcast, writing a comment, whether you're listening to this on Apple Music or Anchor or Spotify, leave a comment, share it. Um, that All that stuff means a whole lot, and uh, I really, really appreciate it. So you guys have a, a great Monday. We'll be back at it again tomorrow with Psalm 40 and continuing our readings through C.S. Lewis. You guys are the best. Love you guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, take a minute to subscribe or comment or share it with your friends. You can find me, Pastor Terry, and Bayside Church on all social media platforms. You can find Bayside at Bayside Church SH. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.